Well, the boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave-driving jerk. And now it's time for expert analysis from the best in the game. This is Be She's Wrestling with Mike Davidson. I'm a former producer of wrestling, and I had to tell people, here's what I need in a promo, here's what I need in a match, and here's why you have to do it. You tried to be cute, you tried to be clever, and you came off undervaluing the guy the promoter is paying thousands of dollars to get into the ring with you. Special guest star, the Becca Shane Madison. Madison. Jealousy is something that the Mecca Shane Madison has had to deal with my entire life. It doesn't matter because I guarantee that the Mecca will win. And producer Chris. He's just a money-making machine, that guy. As somebody who's featured regularly on their program, I don't think he's going to be able to take enough time away from his other adventures. The guy is a mogul. And now, She's Wrestling. She's Wrestling. It's the 91st episode of Be She's Wrestling, and we have a lot of Be She's to talk about. And I mean Be She's in the truest form. Bullsh. A lot of she's. I can't understand this. I'm here with producer Chris, and I'm hey. here with the Mecca Shane Madison. If you are a wrestler, you have a responsibility to present yourself as a professional. It means you got to have gear that looks like a professional. You have to have presentation of a present of a professional. We're not getting that from some of these companies. Oh, if you don't respect yourself, how are we going to respect you? Very simple. You it's know? garbage. It is garbage what I am seeing, and I'm not. I'm talking around about something that is very. I've t- I've said it a thousand times on this show, ninety-one episodes, and I've said this a thousand times. Adam Knight couldn't cut a promo if his life Here depended on it. He can't. He is a terrible promo. 27 years, 28, almost 29 years in the business this year. And you can't cut a promo. This might be the worst ever. I could cut a promo by accident. I can call the local pizza parlor and say, I want a pepperoni bacon mushroom. And it's got more personality than the promos you're using. And then you're putting it out there for the people to see. Shame on the person who posted it. And they're supposed to buy tickets to come see you wrestle. And we're going to go one step further. Because you shared it on TikTok, you've lost proprietary rights, so you can't even say it's copyright infringement. So, producer Chris, I would like you to play the audio of the outlaw, Adam Knight's promo, including the flub he started it with, so that we can give you an honest critique at the end. So, January 20th, we do this one more time. January 20th, Primo's wrestling in Winnipeg. We're going to do this one more time. The Outlaw of Night against Billy Blaze. Two big bastards going to war for the 204 championship. First time we met, I became the champion. Did it in a classic manner with some great classic Professional wrestling. Turn around, we get a rematch. We want to do a barroom brawl. And we have one hell of a fight. And at the end of it, Billy, he gets the Duke. But we talk about it. And let me tell you, nothing frustrates me more than knowing I got beat 
by somebody that I've beaten before. So let's have the war to settle the score. January 20th, I know that I can beat you, and you know that you've beaten me. Can you beat me twice in one night? I said at the end of the last match that we were going to go to war. So, Billy Blaze, I've talked to Primos, I've talked to the people at the Pyramid, I've talked to everybody in Winnipeg that wants to see it. Billy Blaze and the Outladam Knight, two out of three falls with no rules, no disqualifications. If you thought that barroom brawl was hell, brother, you ain't seen nothing yet. So get your stuff together, shine up my belt real nice. I know I'm in for a fight. I know I'm in for a fight. But you have no idea what I'm capable of. So let's find out. See you on January 20th. He has the nerve to say you have no idea what I'm capable of. I know what you're not capable of. We know that. You are not capable of cutting a good promo if your life depended on it. And again, the audio does not do the video justice. There is ambient noise in the background that drowns him out. (laughs) You're... For this, this is a guy. This is a guy that went to Creecom. <laughs> he worked in TV. Cut. Get Scott Carnegie told us many months ago about buying a lav mic. It costs sixty dollars, hundred dollars, whatever it is. Mic yourself. Be have some good audio and have some passion. He's pausing halfway through the promo so over boring. and over and over again. I've talked to everybody who wants to see this match. Nobody wants to see this match. Your job in this promo is to sell tickets. But wasn't it originally not a two out of three falls match? Wasn't it supposedly just a one-on-one match? They Remember? added the stip of well, two hey, out of three. They must be listening because they've added a stipulation to oh, but last it's it, As Jim Cornette match. says, it's a hat on a hat because they they just did a barroom brawl and now they're going to a two out of three falls match. It's backwards Here's the other problem with this promo. You are the effing heel. You are expressing your respect for the babyface and going into a match that, if anybody understands Billy Blaze, he's, his character would be that he's good in a street fight. Okay, so now you're saying, I'm going to, it's going to be two out of three falls, no disqualifications. That benefits the babyface who street fights. You and, fool. And you, it's already beaten you in a street fight. Yeah, you are giving him respect and then giving him the advantage so there's no... There's no heat on the baby face that he's in. You're not stacking the deck against the baby face champion. Who wants to pay to see this match? I figured it out. There's no way this he's this bad at promos. I think he's doing this because he wants to hear you sell. No. Yeah, it's, maybe this is a performance art piece. It's no. got to be. There's no way. There's no way you can be consistently this you bad. You couldn't try to be this bad. <laughs> it is a natural ability for this guy to not understand. And you know what? I blame Graham Keem, the booker, because I'll tell you something. If I I remember working with Liam Phillips in 2010 for WFX, and in 2009 he said, there's a problem with our local talents. Tell me what a John Cutler is. A guy who goes to the gym? There's nothing special about that. Tell That's me, what you should be doing. Yeah, yeah. there's nothing. There, how can I turn that into compelling story 
when it's common to everyone else. He said, uh, like he. Well, would, nowadays it's not common though, so that's well, good. true. So in this case, Adam Knight, what are you trying to convey in this promo that you're going to wrestle a two out of three fall match? Okay, great. Oh, and there's and a we t- should care because and there's a title on the line. Oh, great. Hmm. You got to tell a better story. Either have legitimate passion, talk louder than that stupid fan in the background. And I mean, like the the thing spinning on the roof that's drowning you out. But why didn't they cut off when he screwed it up at the beginning? Why, when he redid it, why did he not? Like, why does that get published? Yeah. Because he's, he knows how to edit video. Why can't he do it? What happened there? He didn't realize when he submitted it that oh. he, the flub, because he goes and touches the oh. phone, and then he kind of curses under his breath. This When he sent this, so oh. here's the reality. The person to blame when this happens isn't the bad promo. It is the it is the promoter, Booker, who sits there and says, okay, yep, let's run good with enough, this. Good enough. Yep. This is going to sell tickets. No. It's like... I, I preach about graphic design to sell tickets, but if you're going to release a video on TikTok or YouTube or YouTube video, you got to have something that makes people go, I want to see this. Do you realize for an hour and fi- we ask people to listen to us for an hour and a little bit every week. If I sat there and I talk like this and had nothing to say and was like, Hey, everybody listen to B she's wrestling. Nobody would nope. listen. And you're working on your cadence, so that's good. I am working on my cadence. Well done. I am so frustrated. And you know what? It is nothing. Everyone thinks it's something personal between me and Adam Knight. It is not. But wait, it gets worse. I know. And we're going to go there in <laughs> two seconds. Worse. I'm going to finish my thought on Adam Knight. <laughs> Adam Knight, it is not your fault. Somebody should say, I can use you as a mid to top level heel, but you're never cutting a freaking promo because when the money is down, you can't do it. But even worse than that is a guy that in this in this promo talks about his 25 years of experience, and this is what you give us? Hey, all you Primo fans. It's Diamond in the Rough, Corey Diamond. I've been in this business for 25 years. That's a long freaking time. I've seen people come. I've seen people go. The fact that I'm still around from my weight class speaks volumes. I've made a lot of friends and I've made a lot of enemies in these 25 years. With that being said, player one, it's been 20 years since you came up to me all bushy-tailed Saying, hey, can you teach me a few things? I want to get into wrestling. Well, you've done some good things for yourself. You started Primo's promotion. I've been around since 2011, since the birth of Primo's. I even helped you build that sucker. Now... You winning the Primo's 303 championship. That deserves a round of applause. Hey, all you Primo fans. (laughs) Okay, so that loops to the beginning because it's on TikTok. And a cutoff. Well, cut off, yeah. So, Corey, I'm not your friend. And I'm not your enemy. So, I'm not who you're trying to talk to. Because you said you made a lot of friends and you made a lot of enemies. 
I'm neither. I don't really have an opinion of you. I, if I saw you, I'd shake your hand. I don't hate you. That is the absolute. Jeff Farmer used to have the worst wrestling promo on the internet. This is worse by a long shot. Okay, if at, out of a scale of 1 to 10, what would you rate? This one and Adam Knight's. Adam Knight's, I'd rate a 1 out of 10. Okay. This one, I can't even rate. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Who? What is it you're trying to get across? It's He sounded like a... A guy who got dumped by his girlfriend and you're pouring your heart out in a video. I was falling asleep. And you're going to send it to her. Hey, Primo's fans. Help build that sucker up. <laughs> <laughs> I've been around 25 years. Then later he says, I've, I, I've been around since 2011. That's only 13 years ago. So, well, And wait a second. And you're a diamond in the rough. If you've been around 25 years, at what point do you not become a diamond in the rough? Isn't that for like a young, impressionable... Someone who's got some potential and he's been around 25 years. If you're going to bookmark yourself by saying you've got 25 years of experience, you better be able to cut a promo. Why are you cutting? Why do these people do homemade promos from their car? The better question is, and I'm going to read a text that somebody sent me from about this in in the local industry about Corey Diamond. So let's hear this person says, so let me get this straight. Last Primo show, Graham booked himself against Diamond, but Diamond retired. Because in his own words, he is just a jobber and an embarrassment. Merrick cuts a heel promo saying nobody wants to see Diamond anyways. <laughs> Diamond shows up and they proceed to have one of the worst matches in recent memory oh. in which Diamond was the heel and Merrick was the babyface. Diamond says that that was his final match and now the two of them are teaming up against one of the best unsigned wrestlers in the world. Makes perfect sense. That's the worst part about this. <laughs> now, oh my God. I'm not quite ready to move to that because I'm not please. done jobbing out this promo. Oh, please. It's the worst. Corey Diamond. I don't blame you for cutting the worst promo I have ever heard associated to wrestling. And I've heard some real bad ones. Louis cut some bad ones on, on phone lines and Ernie (laughs) Todd cut some bad ones. I've seen bad promos. This one is the epitome. He made Adam Knight sound like Ric Flair. He did. (laughs) Like, how do you do that? He did it. I don't, if you, if this, you have to understand something, regardless of what you can and can't do in the wrestling ring. And I would argue you can't do a lot. If you can't cut a promo, that's at least 20% of your presentation, (laughs) how you look in a picture, how you look in front of a crowd, how you actually perform a match and how you cut a promo. Those are all very important pieces. This was a disaster. Mm -hmm. I don't blame you, Corey Diamond. You sent a video into the office and one of them said, we're going to run with it. Yeah, let's go. This is good. Perfect. If what? Now, you're running four towns. You're running Winnipeg. What Winnipeg wrestling fan is like, I got to go see Corey Diamond. Now, people like me who like crappy wrestling will be like, I can't wait to see how bad this is. Saxon would love this. Saxon would love this. But the average Winnipeg wrestling fan is like, I don't know if I want to give $25 to go see like I want it to be good wrestling. Pepito would say too much. Oh, we're going to talk about him. <laughs> Well, just imagine you're you're a local local guy, or like me, for example, somebody who was kind of peripherally involved in the industry, and I go on a date, and for some reason we go to a wrestling match, terrible date idea, but for some reason we end up at a wrestling match, and it's primos, and I have to be, she's like, used to do this. Well, it, it, it is a bit of a black eye on what you're hoping the local standard is, but now, at the end of the day, this promo, your the idea of a promo, when the promoter gets it and says, okay, I can run with this, It's supposed to make people want to see your show. This did the opposite. So if you don't draw this weekend with four shows. We've heard advances are bad. Then you deserve to fall flat on your ass. 
because you shouldn't have put this out. When you got this, you should have said, this is not good enough. If you can't tell what's good enough or not good enough as a promoter, as a booker, you do not belong in that job. Plain, simple, period. It's not the wrestler's fault for cutting terrible promos. That should just get them de-elevated in the eyes of the office. But the office should never let the fans see that because how can you ask them to give me $5, $2, $25? Never. It's not worth it. And if it's not worth it, do not charge it. If you put it out there for public consumption, you open yourself up to be criticized. And Mark Merrick, Graham Keem, Player One, that's you. Pat yourself on the back that you're the new 303 champion in Denver. Pat yourself (laughs) on the back that you're wrestling Mr. Anderson. As a booker, you're the shits. And if you think you're good, if you think you're good because you went to Denver and they gave you the title, it's a work. The belt means nothing. Everybody who watches your matches knows you're the shits. And you want to keep doing that, that's fine primos keep doing it i'd say this and i'll say it one more time don't take what i say to decide if you spend your money just go spend the money and watch it and tell me how good it was nobody ever tells me how good it was i hear people tell me it wasn't very good it was it was a typical primos show but i never have one person say it was good Not one. And there are people that love to take me to task and say I'm 15 years out of touch. There's people who love to tell me I never did anything good in this business, but they won't tell me I'm wrong when I talk about primos. So please, fans, people who listen to the Bees She's Wrestling show, I encourage you, go buy it. And chant Bees She's Wrestling if you want. (laughs) Oh, shoot. But... Do not not spend your money with this because of what I said. Do it because of Corey Diamond's promo. Do not spend your money if you didn't like what Adam Knight said. Do not spend your money if you think the promoter is out of his mind when it comes to quality. You don't want to see player one and Corey Diamond against Marty Skrull. And why would he book? Why is he doing this? You are. I have never. And I have worked with the best of the best. Yep. I didn't say, hey, Larry, you and I are going to do a face-to-face promo. I would have loved to do it. Yeah. I didn't think to do that. No. Because it wasn't about me. It was about the company. I had a I had an angel investor, Jeff Dick, say, yeah, I, 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 you got a lot of money here to work with. I booked in the best of the best so we would get TV clearances. But I never, I never said, Billy Gunn, you're going to team with me. Billy Gunn, I'm going to be in your corner. I'm going to be your manager. No. It didn't happen. The only reason I ended up the TV commentator was it was a way to save $1,000 because we had to do everything in post and we we could not count on having live play-by-play and that it would edit properly because we didn't shoot all the segments in, in sequence. Right. So at the end of the day, I never used a wrestling company to put myself over. I ring announced when Eddie Guerrero was on the show because I was the ring announcer of the regular shows. It was to cut back a little bit of cost by not bringing in a ring announcer. So stop doing that. It's a slap in the face to the industry when you book yourself against a name that you have no business being in there with. What do you think Marty Skrull's going to think getting in the ring with those two guys? You're paying me. I'll put you over. I'll tell you someone who was on the original Marty Skrull show had messaged Marty and said, just so you know, here's what your match is. And he wasn't very excited. Let's just say that. Yeah. Now... I don't think Mr. Anderson will be very excited either. Here's the other problem with this, and then we're going to move on. Because I can't talk about primos all night. We we could. And have before. Ashern. Swan River. Waboden. They haven't heard of Marty Skrull. 
If you're going to bring Marty Skrull in, you have to use him only when you have a only where you have a population base. Well, they've heard of Holly J, I, I bet. No, I don't think they have because <laughs> I, even if they no, have Netflix, Holly J, I didn't even say the name. The right. only people, <laughs> the only people, that's a new name. The only people who've watched <clears throat> wrestlers on Netflix are very engaged wrestling fans. So you're playing the numbers when you go to Asher or Woboden, population of 400 in Woboden. If there's 10. 10 hardcore dedicated wrestling fans, that's be above the per capita of every other market. There's not the fans there that are going to go, oh, Marty Skrull's coming. People are going to go, Marty who? They're, they're not going to know who. They're bringing the girl off the Netflix show. What? What Netflix show? Martin Squirrel? Yeah. Who's that? They are, <laughs> you are an idiot. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I've for months, I always say I like Graham and I want to like these people. They're putting their money on the line and they're trying to entertain people. But it's it's watching a train wreck and I'm tired of not saying it. Eventually, I've got to step up and be honest with the people who listen to the show and say it's crap. And Adam Knight is crap. That's not a personal attack. It's a critique of his lack of effort. And Corey Diamond is crap. And Graham Keem is crap. And if anyone wants to tell me they're entertained by this, other than the train wreck factor of it, tell me that Graham Keem's any good. I've asked you that before. No one steps up and tells me this. And I'm piping hot about it. And I need to move on. I'm too old to get this What about Ken Anderson, though? Well, I guarantee he's coming to Winnipeg. Because he's going to wrestle him in Denver. And he's going to be nice to Graham. And Graham's going to say, you're going to come up to Winnipeg. And he's going to say, well, for the right price. And Graham's going to say, I got the right price for you. You're going to be my friend. It's not, hey. That sounds like a price to We're going to do good business because that's not what Graham's in there to do. He's got to be losing so much money on these shows. He obviously has it to lose. How is he? Like It isn't even a vanity project. It is a stupid project. There is nothing. You're actually, I called this tour of four towns the Torching the Towns tour because you're not trying to do anything right. I've never seen this before. And I'm piping hot about it. And I want to move on. And I want to talk about something that actually impresses me. Because I don't want people to think, oh, Davidson was selling this week. <laughs> well, well, you were. They're going <laughs> to say that probably. Yeah, yeah. If, any, if any of those idiots could cut a promo like I cut this week, people would be buying tickets to see that passion. I'm so fired up. Let's move on and talk about our darlings. Yes. WPW. Actually, before we do that, let's talk about the West End Cultural Show last week, January 12th. Mm-hmm. I heard that there was 170 in the in the house. Yep. I, there's a number somewhere between 150 and 200. Yep. And that came from a very reliable source. It was yep. a fun show. It was a lot like a, a WPW show. Yeah, it was, there was a lot of, apparently, cr- some crossover there, like as far as angles and storylines. And, and yeah. for good reason. Yeah. Because it, it's that venue, a lot of that fans... Don't screw it up by by throwing curveballs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I heard that it was a fun night, and it was good, and it's not going to disrupt anything, and that's good. And I think the charity probably made a bit of money, and that's good. They had some coverage on City TV, too, now, on the morning show. Yes, they did. I'm yep. going to get mad, and I actually like the person I'm about to get mad at. Okay. Pepito. Oh. Who the fees are you? That's what Andrew Shellcross said to him before he punched him in the face. Who the fees are you? And then he said, I am the great Pepito. And Shellcross punched him hard. Who the fees are you? What happened? He went out and said, 
Oh yes, I, I saw this. Thirty dollars for local wrestlers is too much. Thirty-five, yeah. And then yeah. you took him to task and yes. say, "Wait a second, isn't that what Louis charged to see you versus your untrained son?" <laughs> he says he was trained. I trained him myself. And, I mean, at that point, I just I got nothing. <laughs> the hypocrisy of Pepito saying you're charging too much when he didn't think that the CNWEA was charging. And then I've heard people say, "Well, no one paid it. No one came. That doesn't matter." If you if you were, think you were professional by showing up at that show and then you have the right to question what happens on another show, I have a I have an answer for you. Go f yourself. That was inappropriate, unprofessional. If you want to have an opinion, come on the podcast. I've invited you many times. Come on here and let's talk. Because I think we would have a great chat with Pepito in 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 one sure. of the chairs. Actually, and speaking of CNWEA, I reached out to Rob Steele this week because did he respond? No, he got the text, he read the text, he didn't respond because Pitbull Gary Wolf posted something about a new training school that he has. And I had put a reply on there basically asking him, hey, did you ever get paid from CNWEA in Winnipeg? He responded, no. So then I said, okay, let me look into this. So I sent Rob Steele a text, he read it. I sent him the screen capture of Gary quite upset that he still hadn't been paid, to which no response. So still, like no I, surprise. Again, it's a tire fire of an effort. Yep. See, at this point, it's amazing. See, I, I'm going to put it on two people. I'm going to put it on Devin, Ben, and Danny Duggan. Mm -hmm. You have the ability to put these guys out of business. And I don't mean you have to be predatory about it. Just make it, make it hard for them to run. Now, guess who showed up at Primo's this past weekend? Bobby Shink, it obviously had to be a financial reason. Bobby Sharp as well. Yeah, Bobby Sharp came in. I know why that was, though. It was an opportunity for Kat Von Hees to come home with the Transpaid. Her family all lives here. Okay. So that made a little bit of sense to me. Okay. Bobby would come in with her, you know. But you can make it really tough by saying, if you work for Primos, the, their quality of professionalism is too low for me. That's why I think Bobby Shink went there. I think, well, you wrote a number down on a piece of paper and wrote a name of who was getting paid that. Yep. I have a feeling... If that's the going rate, if I can get four shows at a rate like that, that's a hell of a weekend. No kidding. Yeah. So I think that's... I might have to call Primo I was going to say, maybe I'll make a comeback. <laughs> I can tell you this. I, 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 flirted, I floated the idea of what it would take for me to go book there. They'll never hire me after this. And that locker room would be mad at me for, for calling out. There will be guys in that locker room who will be, thank God Mike said it. There are guys in that locker room who are hearing that going... He's right. Well, be before we go down the rabbit hole of Primos again, too, something we're we not going back. Something on we should mention, though, is we've we've had Graham Kim on our show. I would have him again. We've had we've offered Adam Knight repeatedly and like legitimately to the point where I was like, Mike doesn't even need to be here. You oh, can, he! I would be in. I, I've got to be part of the segment. You can come to well. You could be on the phone if you wanted, but it's nothing from him. Like we are giving them the platform to, yeah. to fire back, and we don't do as many guests as we used to. But it's an open forum here. We are not opposed to letting you have your voice. Tyler James is a big bee sheezer. Yeah. yeah. And here's the thing. If Maybe you, someday. If yeah. you don't like what we say, put out a video on social media. I'll, I'll respond. I'll sell. I'll give you what you want. <laughs> the thing I believe is that we have made them more relevant. People hear us and they're like, I kind of have to see this yeah, Primo's crap. This is crap. so bad. I need to experience this yeah. for myself. Maybe it's us that needs to be putting them and, out of business. And then. they may want to hear... They may want to hear, like, they hear me say this, and they may want to see for themselves, is it half as bad as Mike is saying? Hey, it's worse. I've never been to a Primo show. Well, 
we could have went so we could have went Saturday night, but yeah. you know we decided that there was about eighteen other things yeah. we'd rather do. We got a big meeting tonight. We got to worry about. Yeah, Monday. Ugh, I'm not even nervous. Good news is coming. Now I want to talk about WPW and their show this Thursday. They released a poster that was. Oh my word, probably the best poster I've ever seen locally. It was promoting Silesia Sparks against Jody Threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a super nice Done poster. perfectly. And this is what I tell people. You do not need to put 18 people on a poster to get it across. They're putting over their feature match. We shared it on social media. I'm going to say this straight out. One of the reasons why Mike Davidson is not active as a promoter or booker right now is I cannot do it better than them. And when you know you can't do it better than someone, someone like me may not have the the interest to be second best. It's hard to touch them. Or if you can't beat them, join them. There's no opportunity. <laughs> oh, yes, we should <laughs> shout out to, to Primo's quickly about their poster. It was not bad. Dustin Holm? Yeah, very there, good There was poster. two versions of their poster, and the one Dustin Holm did was really good. Yeah, and so I, we, we should pop their tires it. a little bit. Hey, I, I told people to buy their yeah. tickets. You put it over. I put it over. You did. <laughs> I, in, Excellent poster. Yeah. Yes. Terrible wrestling. That's of, where it ends. But WPW, <laughs> they're running Thursday nights for the first time. They have a lot of momentum. They have a lot of big things coming up in 2024. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very, very hard to imagine them losing momentum or steam with what they have in mind. They sold out the rec room in record time in February. Mm-hmm. I understand that there's probably a return to West End Cultural Center in March. Who knows what comes after that, but the future is bright for them. Oh, yes. And you know what? Like right now, I am knee deep in <clears throat> bull B she's and local wrestling because I'm talking about the negatives and the positives. Mm-hmm. I should really learn to do what my friend Blair does on Grainmaker and just talk about great things. Listen to the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. He only talks positives. We tried that one week, and it was good. <laughs> it was, we should go. We should do that. I don't yeah, think episode, episode two of we're Positivity. Not, we're not fans, We've got to be honest yeah. with what we're seeing. WPW, you can't get a ticket for this Thursday night at West End Cultural Center. They are sold out. Can't get a ticket for Rec Room on February no. 18th. So you out. know what you do? Join their mailing list. Get on their mailing list so that when you get the alert, you can buy a ticket. Because I tell you, I've been to two or three of their shows. I've never been anything but impressed. And CWE, they have rookies coming up again. When is that? That's Friday night. January 26th. 26th, yep. And what's what's their King of Transcona thing? I believe that's what it is. Yes, yep. it is. Okay, so you know what? I Here's what I, I... I've been critical of that venue, and then I realized... If you treated Transcona as one town and Winnipeg as a different town, you could make that seem like that could be your differentiation of what's what. Um, I love what Danny does. Danny thinks that, you know, I'm critical, hypercritical of his operation. I just don't think he listens closely enough. He's got great talent. He's got ATM. He's got Shane Madison. He's got Chad Daniels. He's got himself back. He's got James Roth. He's got AJ Sanchez. He's got a, he's got, um, Jay Rocky. Sean, got a great story about him. Uh, I'd rather talk about Sean Martins right now. There's so much, be- like he's got so much depth in his talent pool. He brings in people for his tours. He had women in for Ontario. He had two cold Scorpio in. He's got Shane Douglas coming in everything that they do. You'll never hear me rip apart. Like I've done with Primos, you know, for f- since 2009. So now 15 years, this, this mm-hmm. spring, they do it right. And every day on social media, they share someone that they've brought in. 
And it's like they've been it's been doing this for like a month straight. Yeah, it's awesome too. I was just just going to bring that up. Yeah. I, I was just looking at it. I was like, holy cow! Yeah. Like, well, Danny talked about that on Road Dog's podcast. Basically, Road Dog was saying anybody who's anybody has, has come been up for, through CWE. Yeah, and, and Road true. Dog like put it over. Huge. Seth Rollins, yeah. big one. Kenny Omega, big one. Brian Danielson at the first ever CWE show. Yeah, yeah. so you're never going to spend money at a CWE show and be disappointed, right? He does so many things right. But because I say, here's something you could do better, mm. he sometimes doesn't like hearing that. There's lots they can do better. But they do enough right. Mm. And that's the big thing. When you asked me to give Adam Knight a star out of 10, and I gave him one. Well, if I was giving a CWE star rating, I'd give him 8.5 8. 5 out of 10. Mm. So that means there's only 1.5 star they could do better. That's pretty effing good. Mm. If people gave our podcast 8.5 stars out of 10, I'd be pretty happy with that. Well, I gave it a 5 out of 5 when I rated it on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Go, go rate right now. Somebody gave us a 1 because they probably Adam Knight didn't like something we said. <laughs> I don't know what Adam Knight wouldn't have liked what we said on this show ever. He does, he doesn't well, What do you mean you don't know what he would, wouldn't like? I just, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Okay, okay. and Moving so on. where what are we at for time? I've got one more local point I want to make. 31. 31. Okay, perfect. This is a good, time. good, good opening segment. Tony Candelo's doc, the documentary about Tony Candelo's Northern tour is called the death tour. Chris Jericho is the executive producer. It was released on this weekend, massive damage and Levi Knight were in Utah at the slam dance film festival where it was released. I would imagine there's going to be a local showing and I will tell you, I can get Tony Candelo on this podcast every time I want. And I know that we want to be, we want to have Tony Candelo come on and talk about it. We might even reach out to the, to the director and producer and see what they want to talk about, what their experience was like, because they've never done the tour. Uh, mass, uh, massive Damage, Levi Knight went to Utah. Congratulations to them. Um, I just think it's great, and I've seen the trailer, and it gave me goosebumps. Speaking of that local kind of angle, what about this Legends of Wrestling oh, that we we were looking at this week? Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to kind of okay, touch base so on that. Okay, so they've released that on April 29th, they're doing yes. Winnipeg on a Monday night mm -hmm. at underdogs yes with a former hall of fame wwe that superstar have, that they're releasing next week they haven't released the name but they have tickets on sale which i'm not gonna i'm not gonna take an outright dump on them except i will say that there was something that happened in brandon mm -hmm. where they said they were going to be at joe beavers on april 30th which was the tuesday to do an nxt watch along mm -hmm. and i was like okay so i reached out to a lot of contacts i had in brandon and they reached out to the owner of joe beavers and he's like no there's no such event and he actually released a, a scam alert because he didn't understand why they were selling tickets for his venue. Yeah, no kidding. For an event he hasn't signed off on. So do we know if this is a legitimate thing or not? Or I, is I'm it? not prepared to say it is or it isn't. Okay. Because I don't know. Okay. But I do know that they took the event information down for Brandon, although on the poster of their national tour, it's still up. But so is the Underdogs one April 29th underdogs, still on? It's still on Facebook okay. being promoted, but not to the level it was. Okay. So... Hold on a second. They're having a wrestling match at Underdogs? No, it's a... Just a watch Just a watch okay, I was going to say Monday there's nowhere for that to happen. No, yeah. but it's uh, like, it's a perfect place to watch. But here's what I find odd about this, and I'm going to tell you. In Winnipeg, on April 29th, and in Brandon on April 30th, you're going to go to a sports bar when NHL playoffs are going to be at the end of the first round. The chances are Winnipeg Jets, Toronto Maple Leafs, Edmonton Oilers, one mm -hmm. of those three teams is definitely going to be on national TV that night. Yep. So 
Who wants to watch Monday Night Raw in the sports bar? There's going to be people who are going there to watch that NHL playoff game are going to be told, well, it's a private event. What sports bar is eager to do this? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned with that, and I thought that. And, but I'm not going to crap mm-hmm. on it. I'm sure there's something to this, but I will tell you this. If on April 29th in Winnipeg, the Winnipeg Jets are playing a home game, which might be game five, which right now the Jets would host game five, Oh, this is... That's tough rowing. This yep. doesn't fit right April at all. could be busy. Yeah, I... Uh, good luck to whoever's doing it, but... We'll keep an eye on it. We will let yeah. the listeners we'll know. We'll have an update next week yep. if they release who the main event or, or who the Hall of Famer is. But uh, right now, I would sit and wait on that one one more week. Uh, but after the break, we're going to talk a lot about TNA wrestling. We're going to talk a little bit about AEW wrestling. Hey, I wonder if the Mecca watched this week. I know someone else who did. <laughs> this episode of B She's Wrestling is powered by First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in-person collectible store, where you'll find the coolest sports cards, autographs from your favorites, and of course, wrestling collectibles galore. As a loyal Bees She's Wrestling listener, you can get a discount on your purchase using the code Bees She's. That code is B E E Z S H E E Z. One word to get 10% off. Visit the store online, firstrow.ca, or instead of click and order, go brick and mortar. Meet the guys at First Row in person, 1835 Main Street, Winnipeg, Manitoba. First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in person collectible store. Welcome back to Be She's Wrestling. I am not fired up anymore. Thank you, boys, for talking me down. I did not mean to be like that. That is not who I am. Slipped a little something in his bag. I am not a guy that bl- goes off the handle half cocked. I am always fully cocked. What I did, I'm I'm not proud. <laughs> fully of. cocked. <laughs> I am not proud of what happened in that first segment. He's but cocked. That's what happened when Corey Diamond cuts a terrible promo. That's what happens when somebody says Adam Knight's a good wrestler. And he cuts a promo like that. I just, it got the best of me and it will not happen in this segment. He's a diamond in the rough though. Last mm-hmm. week. <laughs> yes. Last week we watched <laughs> TNA's pay-per-view from Vegas, Hard to Kill. Little teaser we had last week on uh, BSG's Wrestling. Yes, at the Palms. I have to admit. Couldn't mention. We were told that Nick Nemeth, Dolph Ziggler, you told us. Yep. We knew before. They were debut- that he was debuting at TNA. And I said, well, I guess we have to watch it. You had invited me over to your home, beautiful home. Great dog. Your wife was out because she doesn't like wrestling quite as much as we do. The beer was cold. The beer was... I didn't drink beer. Remember? I, I had a few. The ultras? I had a few. I had yeah. five or six. And what did we see in the TNA pay-per-view? Let's see your notes. Well, first of all, we... we uh, of course, TNA Wrestling relaunched as the newly rebranded TNA yep. instead of Impact Wrestling. And uh, from the Palms. And here's what, you know... I The venue said, looked amazing. What a, the yeah, venue what a looked venue. great. The venue was a pain in the ass. I'll tell you that. Wouldn't let them bring in outside water. Wouldn't let them bring in outside Gatorade. They had to purchase all the stuff there. They were charging them full price for the buffet. The venue was a complete pain in the ass to work with. Um, So whether or not they're back there, who knows, but it did look good on television. It did. Right? A couple things. So you and I watched the pay-per-view start to finish. And, you know, someone at TNA asked me after the show, what did you think? Yeah. So I sent them a very detailed list. And I'm going to read you the fans out there, exactly what I sent. And you and I have already talked about this. Yep. TNA, 
We would have liked to have seen a longer video intro at the beginning of the pay-per-view. They just kind of had Eric Young walk out. It's like, is this guy office? Like, what's going on? Is he not on the show? He had wrestled earlier on the undercard. So a little bit more of a, of a here's why TNA is coming back to kind of pump the crowd up, I think would have been a little bit better. Standing, uh, the talent standing on the stage looked a bit awkward. Sure did. Um, the setup looked amazing. The palms, like we said, reminded uh, me of the Hammerstein Ballroom. The entranceway was awesome. Simple. Love yep. it. You know, very simple. Big video screen had kind of the six-sided great kind of entranceway where the uh, talent walked through. Straight platform right to the ring, so you never had to go low, and you don't have to yep. go down a ramp and then upstairs. It was straight into the yep. ring. Color Looked scheme. Uh, I like the color scheme. I like the logo in the ring. The yellow ropes. <clears throat> I would have had yellow, red, and black ropes. To represent the colors, the colors of, of TNA. Yeah, that would have been nice. Um, I said to them, Tom and Matt, the commentators were excellent as always. They did an outstanding job. Yeah, Tom Hannafin. Highlights. Tom Hannafin is the best play-by-play guy yeah. in the business. He is outstanding, super good. The ring badly needs to be eighteen feet Absolutely. at least. Yes, I say that about local yes. companies. They use a sixteen-foot ring, which when we were watching the tag team match, very much exposed the fact that it's a small ring. Yep. There, wasn't there four teams in that? Tank? There was four teams. Yeah, yeah. It, you can't do eight guys in a. It doesn't look right in a sixteen foot ring because people are used to AEW's presentation. Yeah. WWE uses twenty foot. AEW uses eighteen, or they actually might even use twenty. But either way, I can't stress this enough. You need eighteen feet. It's a big deal. Yeah. AEW uses twenty, but if you look at the turnbuckles, their turnbuckles are longer. Than the WWE turnbuckles, right? So there's more apron. Yeah, to it's work. probably because they like to do those spots the outside like that. Yes, and the then the talent is smaller there naturally. <clears throat> yeah. So there is that. Um, what else did I tell them? I hope the ring announcer improves because it was a step down from Penzer. The this is something that you and I both picked up on. The referees were great because they didn't do anything foolish to make the talent not look credible, yep. which is notorious. AEW always does that. Referees counting, not at the shoulders. If the objective is to count someone's shoulders down for a pin, if you can't see the shoulders are down, why are you counting? It's like in hockey, if the ref isn't behind the goal line, you can't call a goal. Exactly. Right? It's ridiculous. Or the football referees are in a certain position for a reason. You're just telling the fans that this is part of the storyline and the act, right? That's exposing it. Um, the other thing I said, Bullet Club has to go. It's got to go. This yeah. thing is over. It's played out. Chris Bay, Ace Austin, they're so far removed from Finn Balor, you know, Gallows and Anderson. Like, they're probably doing the two sweet. They don't even know what it means anymore. Just let the Bullet Club thing die. It's It's got to go. Keep Bullet Club gold in AEW, maybe. But the Bullet Club has to go. These guys are so far removed from the original Bullet Club, it's stupid. But the two guys, Bay and what's his name? Uh, Ace Austin. They're great tag They're great. Team. But keep them as a tag team. Yeah. Just drop the Bullet Club yeah. thing. Yeah. No. You know, when these guys are like, they're like 150 pounds coming out doing two sweets. I mean, what are you guys doing? Like, yeah. Do you even know the origins of that? Like, yeah. You don't even understand that, right? Um, I, we thought the Nick Nemeth debut was perfect. I thought they hit it perfect. You know why they, they, I thought throughout the whole show, they didn't do many angles and I, I commented on that. There's mm. no angles. Why is there no angles? It's a bit of a reboot, but it was because they did the angle off the main event, which was the most important angle for them to do. Yeah. What is Nick Nemeth doing there? Why, how do you, when they debuted him, they, his name pops up on screen and Myers goes out and feeds to him to come out the walkway. He is in the ring when they go to the, the ring. He came through the crowd. Mm -hmm. Big pop, huge pop. 
Bumps Moose, Moose is the champion. You got an instant angle. Tony Khan had better have taken notes on exactly how you debut somebody. And now you've got steam because they can go Nick Nemeth versus Moose, which is a dream match. Save it to the pay-per-view. And you get, if you put the title on Nick Nemeth, you've got the, you've got a really good world champion. Well, he he also said on the television the next night, I'm not going to like come in here and say, I deserve a title match. I want to earn it. So he's kind of starting from the bottom. Which is good. Yeah, he's not just like the ex-WWE guy comes in. Oh, let's put the title on him, right? So so I like that. No word on the contract length for Nick Nemeth. Um, I reached out to see if I get some details on that. There is no... I'm going to offer you a guess. How long? It's the standard six-month try it out. If you like it and we like it, we're going to keep it up. If you don't like it for whatever reason, go sign an AEW, make your money. Or if you love it, we love you. Let's keep yeah. this going forever. And the big deal with him coming in there, he you know, he's buddies with Myers. He's buddies with Fandango. He wanted to come out, hang out with his buddies, wrestle some competitive matches. Like, that's really what sold him. And out. right now, he did the perfect thing because he's still in the, like, he, he instilled in New Japan. He, by not going to All Elite right now, they can either continue to go down and need him more and be willing to pay more, or they can get it right and don't need him. And then he knows not to go there. Him going there wouldn't have made a difference right now. Him going to TNA made all the difference. Very smart move by Nick Nemeth. Yeah, and of course, we're still going to see him in New Japan. He can still take some indie dates. We should also mention that the artist formerly known as Dana Brooke, Ash by Elegance. Yes. uh, She is also in TNA now. She has signed. Um, I think that's a great name. I honestly believe when Dana... She looks nice. Yeah, well, when Dana Brooke was in WWE NXT about 10 years ago, she was used very well. And then she was like Charlotte's kind of protege and sidekick. And that was really good, but she did get lost in the shuffle. Man, she works hard. She's a good-looking woman. Yeah. Um, But again, she's been, much like Nemeth, a victim of just being exposed and not... They haven't done a great job with her. So... I'm excited to see what she can do there. I like the gimmick. People are calling it a uh, they're knockoff of yeah. Well, they're calling it Dimeless yeah. Dana Brooke, right? As opposed to Timeless. Yeah. But I mean, like, so she came out looking elegant. Is that automatically a ripoff of Tony Storm? Yeah. Let's we'll see what happens. Right? I defended give, that too. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Give it some time. Let's see what happens. But I mean, I think that's that's exciting. So I mean, yeah. Overall. I, I thought that pay-per-view was phenomenal. I've started their television. Josh Alexander, Will Ospreay had a phenomenal match. I haven't got to that yet. So what happens next with Will Ospreay? He goes to AEW and TNA won't be able to get him? Well, he's under contract with AEW. They are not on friendly terms with TNA. So, So at the end of this month, he's gone. Now, essentially for, and we talked about this several weeks ago, nothing really changes for Will Ospreay. The only change is that the mark Tony Khan is paying his ridiculous and salary. He's still going to work New Japan, but he will now work AEW more regularly. Yeah, yes, yes. So that's what happened. So again, he's just working out his contract. Uh, he had a great time in TNA. They TNA loves him. They couldn't believe the response that he has. Huge lineups for autographs with Will Ospreay. So, you know, I think when his contract is expired at the end of this month, he's probably done in TNA. But you know what? If go out of your way to watch their television, it's on the Game Show Network here in Canada. It's and on Fight Network. Fight Network. Um, really good. So Bravo, TNA. I'm going to be watching it every week. Now. Yeah, and if you inbox us and you have trouble finding it, we'll help direct you in the right direction. Mm. We may know a way. 
that you can see it, and uh, it's worth watching. What I will say, I gave CWE in the last segment an 8.5 for the things they do right. I'd give TNA an 8.5. They are budgets. They are stuck by tight budgets, and they find find a way to have a really strong roster, mm-hmm. well put together, great presentation, fun show. And what's the word on Trinity? Uh, well, she's still working out some dates. Uh, people were speculating that she's going to be in the Royal Rumble, but apparently she still has a few dates. She's doing Orlando. She did Orlando yep. this weekend. Yep. So if she, she may not be in the Royal she Rumble. She won't be in the Rumble. No. Or she might. She, I don't think I saw be. somebody put out a, a mock list of the Royal Rumble list and they had MJF. It was an AI. Yeah. They had MJF on there and they had uh, Ty Dillinger. And I was like, I could see Ty, Ty Dillinger. Dillinger is I can an see interesting that. one coming yeah. in at number ten. But like you know I did what? A few years ago, in that he might do that. But I actually see Ty Dillinger or Sean Spears as a perfect fit in TNA for roster depth as well. I'd like to see Jade Cargill in the Royal Rumble because no yeah. one's really talking about the women's Rumble. They're all saying, "Well, you know, Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch against Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania 40." But does anybody really want to see that match? No. Yeah. I'm intrigued to see if they throw Jade in there if they think she's ready. One other note at the TNA show: Yep, uh, Mer- um, Monet, Mercedes, yep. Mercedes Monet, Monet was in the crowd and watching Bailey. and Bailey incognito. They're yep. supporting their friend Trinity, and I think you know they're. I don't think I think she's going to sign for the big money at TNA, and the other one. Or at AEW. The other one that's interesting is we said last week that Camille is going yep. to WWE and then she shows up backstage at All Elite. I, think, she, I think she's still going to WWE. I, really I have a feeling she's trying to get more money. These exactly. are people, these people are stupid. You need to look at the long term plan and the opportunity. You're going to, okay, so Tony's going to pay you some more money. You're not going to be used properly. You're not going to develop. She's green. Yeah. She needs to go to NXT. She needs some seasoning. She needs to be in the system to get good at her craft. And the money will be there. She'll go because Nick Aldis is, you know, her and Nick Aldis have a relationship. Like, I don't know. I think these some of these kids, these young kids, they just look at the money. money. I, I mean, there's something to be said for that, but what do you want to do with your career? And do maybe, you want to yeah. be, if you get into this business and your sole focus should be, I want to be on WrestleMania. If that's not why you get into this, you should not be in the business. So in 1997, Chris Jericho was in WCW with guaranteed money and he realized to grow as a performer, yep. he had to leave the guaranteed money. Bet on yourself. Go to WWF. It was the right move. Bischoff would have given him more money, and he would have continued to be a mid-carter. Let me tell you something. A year and a half ago, I left a job. I left a job that paid really well, and I didn't work for six months. Just waited. Because I bet on myself. They were making me look bad. I had to leave. So I left. I'm building a house. We're on one income. It was tough, but I left because I did the right thing for myself. I bet on myself. I know what I bring to the table. And I came out of it on the other side way better Here off. you are putting over how tough it was. You and Sean Brown sat at the pool the whole summer. That was tough. <laughs> that was tough work. Amazing. Great uh, tan that Did summer. you watch yeah. All Elite Di- AEW Dynamite? No. I'm, I just finished NXT this morning. 
I'm going to start. I, then you I don't s- even watch the show, do you? No, I, I, I did. have. I, I know you have it. You beat me this week. You have Dynamite. But I started TNA instead this morning. Smart choice. And yeah. then I'm going to go back and finish Dynamite this weekend. So for some reason, they dark, it was a dark room. They they didn't want light on the crowd because I think they couldn't oh. get enough people to fill. this. I don't know if that's what it was. The crowd was dead. It was flat. The, book, the backstage promos weren't strong. The Young Bucks stole Vince McMahon's mustache? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what are they doing? Nicholas I, and Matthew? Is that what they're yeah, calling yeah. themselves now? So then Samoa Joe took on <laughs> Hook. Yeah. Why is Hook talking? Why? Why is he doing promos? Yeah. Just don't talk. Samoa Joe will not. You're in a, You're in your, your extension year. You want a contract extension, you've got to have better. I get it. you got so many guys hurt, and Will Ospreay's not there yet. You have to have a plan. What's the tickets at for Winnipeg? Uh, it was up 74 in seven Ugh. days, which is 10 a day, which if I'm an indie promoter, I'm not I'm not disappointed at 10 a day. So where are WPW we at? sells more in a day than All Elite is able. So what, we're 2,500 24 something, just about 2,400. Wow. It's on social media. We shared it. Yep. They're in Crazy. trouble in Winnipeg. They've lost a lot of momentum. And then there's a health update released on Friday about Kenny Omega. He hasn't had surgery yet. They're going to wait another eight weeks before they decide if he can have surgery. That's bad news. Definitely Omega in Winnipeg as an in-ring performer, very unlikely. Um, so you're going to be you're going to see a lot of push on Jericho here. I bet. How about Jack Perry? Shows up in New Japan, rips up a contract. It's a, I think, a work. Of course, I think it's a of work. Of course, yeah, it's obviously. a work. Well, you, you, now you say it's obvious. Yeah. See, when I said it was obviously a work with CM Punk, you laughed at me. I did laugh at you. Now, there is a chance it's a shoot. There is a chance it's a shoot. No. There, yeah. No, here's what it could be. Okay. It could be that he's been granted a friendly release, but he can't go to WWE. It's possible. I think. I think that they are afraid because I mean, let's. They have high hopes for him. I think they know if they bring him back in this environment, he is going to be. It's going to be like X Pac, Jeff Jarrett, two thousand six TNA go away heat. It's going to be not heel heat, bad heat. If they bring him back to all right now, yeah, with the punk stuff. So they go and bring him in New Japan. Let let him him, arrow. Yeah, get him some reps. Reinvent. He's got to get in, in front of a crowd, right? And, you know, all those J-Brones in AEW, they love that New Japan stuff. So, hey, look, Jack Perry's in New Japan. That's cool, right? I would get him. You know what I would do if I was All Elite? I would encourage all of that talent to take as many indie bookings as they could. But every indie booking has to put over AEW Dynamite and AEW Collision on their poster. So it's advertising the crap out of their TV shows. Give them a fresh paint of coat, as they say. And the reason being... So yes. that all those indie promoters get excited and start saying, Go, watch this guy on AEW Dynamite, AEW Collision, so that you can start to get a ground. Because if you continue, in, I'm telling you right now, their Saturday night ratings are, are really soft. Their, their Wednesday night ratings aren't getting better. If you're, if you're Warner Brothers Discovery and you're looking at it yeah. and you're saying, wait a minute, we can pay three times the money to get double the eyeballs for Raw, I'm, I, I, yeah. And we're in with the best brand. Why are we sticking with this? We can't. We can't not do it. Yeah. And so you got to think about that. You've got six months to turn it around. And if you think you can burn the month of January and February, you're also in the hottest part of the year for wrestling fans. From January Royal Rumble till WrestleMania, the first weekend of April. After that. It goes into summer mode where it's hard as heck to get people to care. And Revolution is close to being sold out for Sting's last match. And then isn't the, that in North Carolina? Yeah, 
It's in Greensboro. So, but the true test to see where we're at with AEW is double or nothing, Vegas, Labor, or uh, Memorial Day long weekend. And that was been their marquee event for a long time, right? Last year, because we had tickets two years ago. They were still tough to get. Last year, soft. Yep. This year, I want to see what Vegas looks like. There's two, I think there's a couple markers for them. How they do in Chicago now. Because they used to be able to sell yep. that out three nights in a row. They're going to the well way too many times. Oh, yeah. They're going to, yeah, you're going to burn out Chicago as a market because yep. you charge too much. The get in price in Winnipeg is $65. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. You can get into Monday Night Raw for 35 or 30 20 Yeah. $20. So when WWE, which is still the standards, the standard bearer, it is the one that people, you have to be priced similar, but because the way they did their deal with Live Nation, Live Nation does all the marketing for All Elite. That's why they charge so much because Live Nation has a certain, a certain yep. threshold you have to be able to charge, and it's terrible. Like for Tony Khan, you have no momentum. You need to find it. I don't know where you're going to get it from because you're going to you're going to bomb with Osprey and then it won't ever matter what the free agent is coming in. And the thing is, having Samoa Joe with the world as a world champion, like you can't, like I know we talked about this last week, saying how I would get it off Joe, but like then you're getting into the hot potato thing with the belt again, right? You need to kind of. But MJF had it for a long time, so you can transition it here and then go to Osprey, but yeah, you got to transition to the right guy. But now you're talking that's eight months away, Wembley. So you're at, that's going to be Joe. There's going to be somebody else, and then Osprey. That's three title changes in eight months, and then that's and nothing up. wrong with that as long as well, Osprey is going to be the guy you run with. Yeah. But then again, is Osprey the guy you want to run with, or do you want him to chase? That's that's your challenge. They yeah. have so many challenges, and but Joe is not the answer because I can't see ratings going up. Here's another thing they did: the Bullet Club Gold won the ROH Trios title. Yeah. On Why? Dyna- on Dynamite. Why? And then they have an they have an AEW trios title. Like it's confusing. It's so confusing. Who's who knows what title is what? Get limit the amount of title belts so every time you see it, you know which one it is. For a long time, Vince had the WWF World's World Heavyweight Title, the Intercontinental, and Tags. It was so easy. Honky had the IC for 14 months. Nobody lost track of it. Everyone knew who the contenders were. Hogan had the heavyweight title. Everyone knew who the contenders were and everyone knew who had the tag yeah. titles. Yeah. And that's how you have to do it. That's how your titles have credibility. Speaking of too that, much gold is too hard to follow. Speaking of the heavyweight championship, we talk about Roman Reigns and we saw something earlier this week online about him. A supposed schedule. Taking, you know, supposedly like, you know, just doing WrestleMania, I think SummerSlam and then Saudi Arabia and maybe one other show. Like, People are saying, like, hey, is it time to take the title off Roman Reigns if he's, like, going to be that yes. inactive? Is it time? I would say so. Yeah. Well, I think that seeing that Not proposed schedule would mean that Cody's taking the title at Mania. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, Cody has lost a bit of steam, but Bret Hart lost steam before he won the title at WrestleMania 10. I remember him losing to Crush on TV right before he won. Oh, really? Yeah, he, lo- okay. he lost a... And Crush lost at Mania. I remember he lost a singles match to Crush. And I was thinking, oh, wow, Brett's probably not taking the title. They're setting up for Luger. But Brett won the title. It's not bad. To me, I think Roman losing to Cody would be good if they've got the heels ready. Maybe LA Knight turns heel. People are talking like maybe The Rock could join the the bloodline. I've seen that scenario. 
how much is he going to be around? One, two, two dates a year max? Who knows, right? Yeah, so if you're going to get, if Cody's going to win the title and Roman's not going to be active, you're, who's going to be your next your next heel? And what about Logan Seth, Paul? What about Seth Rollins? You know, he could be addressing his... A, uh, ACL or MCL, yeah. whichever one I mean, it is. maybe they put, there's been speculation, they put the World Heavyweight Championship up for grabs in the Royal Rumble. Then who, then what, how, how did they decide a number one contender? Well, then the winner gets the World Heavyweight Championship, and then they can maybe do something else with the... Yeah. But, like, then can Cody win that? So, and again, we talked WWE because, wow, are there a lot of really good yeah. what-ifs, a lot of good scenarios, a lot of things happening there. Because they have so many guys hot at once. It's it's it's, it's a amazing. lot of fun to watch. Uh, last note before we go to the mailbag, uh, CW app will have NWA starting on February 6th. Yes. And Okada is done, not Takata, Okada... <laughs> According to New Japan, is done with with New Japan. Where does he go? Do you think? Well, he just did TNA for the for the TV in Vegas because all elite. that I think all elite is the most likely. But I could see WWE. Yeah, WWE wants to improve their their presence in Japan. Yeah, I will say this: with when Nakamura came over to WWE, you know, and that was again the NXT Triple H understood the value of Nakamura, but when he comes up to the main roster, Vince McMahon didn't get it right. Yeah. I think Triple H running the main roster now, he understands what the New Japan talent is all about. I think he would have more success under a Triple H regime in WWE. However, I just get this thought that these guys just aren't that bright. And let's call it the way it is. The track record with Nakamura has not been great. I just think Okada's going to take the money and go to AEW. I think they're going to offer him a little more money. And again, he's not going to think... I mean, he's an older guy. Not to mention, if, take he, the goes, money. if he goes to All Elite and he still wants to go home for yep. New Japan, he'll have that option. Yep. I think if they do grab if they do grab Okada, you almost have to have him go into a program with Rollins for the world title and have him win it. And he, then maybe yep. he loses it back. But you, you there's certain credibility in having him be the first Japanese WWE world champion of some sort. So. Yeah. so we'll see what happens there. Let's go to the mailbag. Welcome. You've got mail. As always, we've got two questions in the mailbag this week. Let's dig right into it. This one came in to us through email, totalbshes at gmail.com from Cameron Paul. Question for the mailbag, all three. If you were hired by WWE slash AEW in your prime as a wrestler or a booker, how long do you think you would last before you were let go and got fired? P.S. Don Callis is a dick. <laughs> he is. Um, <laughs> he, he is. <laughs> so I would have lasted four to six months. Uh, what would have happened would have been that... <clears throat> as a booker, you're talking. Yeah. like okay. I, I, If I ever was given that opportunity, which is a very hard opportunity to imagine, Tony Khan's not bringing in bookers. WWE brings in writing staff. I would have... It would have been hard for me in the writing staff to be so structured because when I book, I can tell you an angle right now. Yeah. You get it. Mm-hmm. You love it. Mm-hmm. You're ready to do it. Yeah, you, ju- you just told me an angle yeah. moments ago. But if I had to write that out and script it, and re-script it and pitch it and have it edited, it's gone. It does not work. Yep. But I can tell you an angle, yep. and you and I can figure it out, and you can go work it with the guy I told you, mm-hmm. and he can buy in. He yep. just has to buy in. Yep. I can book angles. I cannot, I cannot, write, a, I cannot write a script. Mm-hmm. Liam Phillips could write a really good script. So I, four to six months, I would be an idea guy. They would say, okay, we're going to, and after two or three times of me giving them the idea and them saying, oh, we're going to run with this and them change it in their creative process, it wouldn't have worked for me. I would get fired. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so the yeah, four six in WWE max, AEW, <laughs> I wouldn't want to even try. Yeah. And to be honest, if I was gonna it's to the point now where if I really want to book, I'm gonna have to start my own thing. But the meter is twenty five percent. And I like how you got two answers because I do too. Like when I was thinking it was like that's even though he said slash, that's really two different things to me. What's that? Like a well, booker the, or a wrestler? The, no, the length of time oh, each yeah. one would employ. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, wouldn't, I couldn't say on the 91st day, yeah. you're done. But yeah. Yeah. I'll say, uh, I mean, obviously I wouldn't be hired as a booker. Um, I think as a talent, here's the thing for me. I think um, I'm, a, I'm like a company guy. I always stick by the company. Um, I think I understand how to play in the kind of political aspect. Like, People talk like the Montreal screw job and people talk about how oh, Bret Hart got screwed and I Bret Hart created that. I know, but what I'm saying is like my philosophy was no, I here we go. No, but I'm saying like I stand behind the company because like when you have yeah. another company trying to, you know, put you out of business and all this, you do you protect what you have to do. So if I was there at that time, I would be like, No, Vince did the right thing. I mean, it sucks what happened, but like I would have done the same thing. So I'm like a big company guy. So I would say I would have a I would have an okay run there. I mean, maybe a couple of years before you know, maybe they lost, um, you know, they had nothing. They had, Sorry, kid, we've got nothing for yeah. you. And then that was it. So, you know, maybe two or three years. I would be, it, you know, it would not be for lack of, um, of you know, wanting to be there. I think ultimately, though, I'd be a good guy in the office, like as a producer or helping guys with talent and stuff like that. I could see, and I get people saying, you, you, you should have done that. Like, why didn't you do that? You have a really good eye for little details and things like that. But uh just was never in the cards. You also found a path where you can make more and live here as well, opposed to travel and not be home. Well, yeah. that's the thing. And I learned that in OVW when it's like, you know, how many Stone Cold Steve Austins are there? Or how many rocks are there? Very few, right? So I can make more money, not take bumps, use my brain, sleep in my own bed and be able to walk when I'm 50 years old. So. I, I'll give you one better. I think you would have got to All Elite and had a job for life because you're the kind of guy that Tony Khan would like to have around. And Tony Khan doesn't fire people. So once you were there, he would keep you. Well, yeah, and that's the point I was going to go to. Like, if it was me, WWE, like, six months to however long. Like, not very long. AEW, I think I could be there for in perpetuity because not as a wrestler per se, but I could probably transition into something else. I could find somewhere, and I'm charming enough, and I get shit done. So I think with All Elite, I could, for as long as I wanted, WWE, as little as three months. Yeah. 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 That's uh, for you, getting back to you, Shane Madison. Yep. I think WWE, you probably could have gotten, if you got an NXT or a developmental, you would, you would do, you would not get released from it. They would see a lot there. But I think, I think they would always find a way to keep you. Like, I don't think you would ever run the risk of, of, uh, Losing a job. So, next question. Uh, next question from Josh. He says, Jack Perry, we just talked about him, seems to be done with All Elite Wrestling. Would he be somebody who moves the needle for TNA? Should they go after a guy like Dolph Ziggler if he was available? You mean Dolph Ziggler or, or Jack Jungle Perry? Boy? Uh, Jack Perry, sorry. Jack Perry. I got mixed up with that. Uh, Do Do you want to reread it? No, let's just go. Let's just roll. <laughs> <laughs> who cares? Who gives a shit? <laughs> let's go. All right. Uh, uh -huh. <laughs> I don't think Jack Perry is what TNA needs right now. I think TNA's got it right with Dolph. I think they've got it right with Alex Shelley and Chris Saban. I think Moose is a great heavyweight champion. I think they don't need Jungle Boy. I think WWE is a better fit potentially if he's a free agent um, because I think that 
Vince, or well, not Vince, but H and, and that structure, even if they, even if he had to start in NXT like Pillman Jr. is doing, I think it would be a good restart for him and get his career on the right track. Ultimately, I think he goes back eventually to AEW, and I think he's going to languish in the mid card that all those guys languish in. They have no top guys, none. Yeah, they don't have. They don't know what a top. They don't know what the concept of a top guy is. Yeah, I think Jungle Boy for me. Um, no one TNA. I don't think WWE would ever take a flyer on him at all. I think they like some somebody. I think I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Booker T. Somebody said, "Let's call it the way it is." That guy, if his dad wasn't Luke Perry, he wouldn't have a job. Maybe it was Eric Eric Bischoff. That was who said that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think honestly, I was a big fan of Jungle Boy about uh, maybe a year and a half, two years ago. But honestly, his unprofessionalism and all this other stuff, I'm not a fan anymore. And I just I don't even want to watch him because like when you're that unprofessional, you're just. I don't know. So I got a funny Jungle like Boy that. story. He's been around since like 2012 or 11. Yep. So in 2011 or 12, Eric Cannon booked him in for first wrestling and Luke Perry came and watched. And I wanted, at that time I was doing those Big Brother TV parties. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said to, I said to uh, Jeff Dick, I said, I might have an in to get Luke Perry. I think we need to do a very Beverly Hills 90210 Christmas party. And we were so, and Jeff's like, ah, well, who would you get? And I said, well, if you can get Luke Perry, you probably can get Shannon Doherty and have the the reunion of Dylan and Brenda. And then if we do a third, because that was our gimmick with Big Brother, we'd have the third one. I'd say, we're going to do an unadvertised attraction. So everyone thinks it's got to be Steve Sanders or someone of that caliber. Bring out Jim Walsh so we can get the collective. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, so we, at one point, just thanks to Jungle Boy as a very greenhorn rookie working for Eric Cannon, we were going to bring Dylan or Luke Perry to Winnipeg. You spoke, called him Dylan. Yeah, well, so I, that, was, that was what we had in mind. Now... Because I think we're done with the mailbag. I want to know what's going on in the event center. This is your Bishi's Wrestling Event Center. We start in British Columbia. Friday, January 26th, WrestleCore is in Vancouver. Friday, January 26th, 365 Pro Wrestling is in Quadra Island. Saturday, January 27th, All-Star Wrestling is in Vancouver. Saturday, January 27th, Nation Extreme Wrestling is in Vancouver. Over in Alberta, Thursday, January 25th, Love Pro Wrestling is in Edmonton. The next night, Friday, January 26th, Love Pro Wrestling is back in Edmonton. Friday, January 26th, Real Canadian Wrestling is in Calgary. Saturday, January 27th, Best Entertainment Wrestling is in Redwater. And finally in Manitoba, Thursday, January 25th, Winnipeg Pro Wrestling is in Winnipeg. Friday, January 26th, Canadian Wrestling's Elite is in Winnipeg. And Saturday, January 27th, Canadian Wrestling's Elite is in Steinbach. And that has been your B-She's Wrestling Event Center. 11 events in the B-She's Wrestling Event Center. Good work, Mr. Shane Madison. Did you like that music? How many? Yes. Yes, I did. What was it? Lord Steven Regal. Oh, I wouldn't have guessed. Um... How many of those shows that you just talked about are you going to be on? Zero? Zero point zero. This comeback is very active. I want to wrestle some more. It's yeah, a slow I burn. Want, I do want to wrestle some more. Well, Danny's going to have to take you out on the road. You're going to have Primo's, to go on a... Listen, I, I, I do want to... I feel like, honestly, I want to, I'm getting the itch. I want to wrestle some more I think matches. Primo's is ready for you to debut. <laughs> they'll pass. They'll send the paper across the desk to you. It's hey, going to be well, Shane Madison versus Marty Skrull. And a, Shane Madison and a mystery partner versus Marty Skrull and player one. Well, we'll see. Hey, we, 
we'll see what happens after our meeting today. No, Shane, Mad- yeah. Shane Madison and player one. The, we, pr- the yeah, pressure yeah. is on. Big we might meeting. Have some, we have some big news maybe. We'll Before see. we go, you the next there. season of... <laughs> The next season of Dark Side of the Ring is coming. Yes, very soon. Brutus Beefcake. Yeah, I don't get that one. Is is it about the face thing? Well, there's a lot. There's the injury. There's... There's some parasailing accident. Yeah, we have some stories. Oh well, yeah, stories, no one consulted guess, us. We have a few. Um, on top of that, the Black Saturday is going to be a good one. That's, That's good the one. one I'm looking forward yep. to. What else did I see on there? Uh, Isn't there one on Vince? Nope, wasn't one on Vince. Uh, who was else on there? I'm just trying to think quickly off the top of my head. Uh, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Yeah, and that one. You know what? We've kind of they've done so many documentaries and, and things like that on Kurt Angle. So, I mean, that was, I mean, yeah, that'll be good. But, I mean, it's nothing that we haven't heard before. When is that Dark Side of the Ring starting? March or April, is I that think. What they it's said? this spring, yeah. Okay. So. You know what? It, it's hard because every year you run out of good stuff because you run the first stuff. The Von Erichs was a good one. Yeah. Brody was a great one. Chris Benoit, yeah. two-part, two yeah. Owen Hart. Yeah, Owen Hart. You run out of those stories, yep. right? But, uh, you know, I think overall... They've done a good job, and I think those stories are perfect for wrestling fans who are engaged. So I look forward to the season coming up. And, and the stories are Harley Race, Buff Bagwell, Kurt Angle, Chris Adams, The Sandman, right. and a Black Saturday. I look forward to Buff Bagwell. When Buff Bagwell is on, I'm going to tell a very funny Buff Bagwell story from my time. I knew him very well. And don't forget, we still have D's, C's of the local Rees. It's it's a big one. So we've been we've been getting our notes together, getting them ready. Yes. We want to do a good I job. I could do that in one take, but it's going to be a long it's one. It's going to be a two part. It's got to be a two part. This is a big big story. You're going to want to not miss that. It's going to be in the very near future here. And with that, that was episode 91 of Bishi's Wrestling, and it just keeps getting better. I promise, I will never get that fired up again. See you next week. Bye.